on. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24. Uh, I, I want to read from the message paraphrase of this passage. I've read this passage many times, and, and I, this is not in your notes, but it's, it's on the screen. You can read it with me. It's so, so good. Jesus is talking about the words that he's speaking. He's talking about his word. He's talking about how we live our lives. And watch what he says. He says, this, these words I speak to you, so good, are not incidental additions to your life. They're not homeowner improvements to your standard of living. So they're not like those little extra touches that you want to do in the house that you bought. They're not like that, you know, I'd really love to get some new blinds. I'd love to, you know, replace some windows. He says, okay, the words that Jesus is saying, they're not just improvements to your standard of living. They, they are foundational words. Could you say that word with me? Foundational. They're foundational. Words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you're like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house because it was fixed to the rock. But if you uh, just use my words uh, in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, that gets real right there. In other words, if you just want to talk about it, if it's just something you want to study but not live, <laughs> it says you're a stupid carpenter. <laughs> Who built his house on a sandy beach Storm rolled in The waves came up It collapsed like a house of cards I just want to title this message today Two houses, one storm Could you say that with me? Two houses, one storm Let's, let's pray this morning Father, would you speak to us from your word? God, in, in this area of our relationships There's probably not an area that's more sensitive For each and every one of us God, we've all been hurt We've all hurt others, God, we, we, and we can all grow. So, so, Lord, would you speak to us? Holy Spirit, would you speak words that I could never say? Lord, would you speak more than what I would say? God, let your word change our lives today. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. amen. This Christmas, we, uh, we bought each other, Karen and I bought each other we, we, uh, a gift. We just decided we're just going to get one thing. For Christmas, and it's going to be our gift to each other, and we're, it's both for us. And it was a bed that we've been wanting, and so we went online and we looked for the, the the bed frame that we wanted to get for our room. And and this is a picture actually of the bed that that we wanted, the bed that we actually bought. Um, but if I wish I would have taken a picture of it because you know we were so excited about it, it was so great. And if I wish I could take a picture of what it came in when it came to my door because it looked absolutely nothing like that it was it was just this it was a series of boxes it was wrapped up in all the saran wrap you know in on planet earth it, you, you had to cut through it multiple times i'm thinking is there what is this what did i get what is on the inside of these series of is someone playing a joke on me is this like one of those things like a box inside of a box inside of a box and uh, I, you know, being the man, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I got this, you know, and so you, you start ripping it, you know, you just start ripping stuff open, and, and you know, you, you, you have these instructions, and I'm just like, oh, forget those, you know, I mean, who, who, needs, who needs those things, you know, and I just start getting in, in our whole, um, our whole house, like, it just, it was so big that it took up, like, our whole kitchen and living room area, and there's just boxes and, and, and packing peanuts and just stuff everywhere, and then, and then they give you a tool for the job, and it's, it's an Allen wrench that's about, that's about this big. 
for this massive bed that's supposed to go in our room. You know, it's like, good luck, you know. And, uh, and, and, then, and then, as I said, they give you these, these instructions, which, you know, are like in every language except for English. <laughs> and, 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 and you put it together. And, and the, point, the point being is that a lot of times the, the thing that we want, the thing that we look, that we wanted, that we bought, if you will, that we purchased, that we invested in, many times it does not come, or most of the time, it does not come assembled. The best things in life rarely come assembled. They, they, they usually come with assembly required. And I don't think this is any more true than in the area of our relationships because our relationships need some assembly. Our, our, our relationships, I think culture kind of picks this, like, paints this picture of what a perfect marriage looks like or perfect relationships or perfect kids and all these things and we just expect that's exactly what we're going to have because and that's 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 what that's what we want that's what we saw on TV that's what we want to have and the reality is is that it comes in a box that looks many times nothing like it and there's and, and there's difficulty and there's there's steps involved and there's all these things involved and and simply to say this that the art of relationships takes hard work that that if you're taking notes today here's kind of the big idea of this series is that great relationships are not turnkey or maintenance free great relationships take work I want to say that again great relationships see a lot of times I think we think that people that have great relationships that it just came easy it just they just kind of won the relational lottery and we lost the lottery and and it looks easy but what I've learned in life usually someone who makes something look easy it's hard work to make it look easy and all the golfers said amen. You watch golf on a Sunday afternoon on a sandy beach somewhere where someone's playing golf and they're, they're just hitting it in the perfect spot. You know, it lands like two feet from the hole. I mean, it just looks so easy. And then enter uh, my golf clubs to the equation and, and it just, it's nothing like it. You know, it's like, I, I, I just my goal is to just have a ball left in the bag when we're done because I lose so many. I just donate them to the, to, to the, to the bunkers and just donate them uh, to, to all these different you know, things around. I just don't want to kill anybody. I don't want to break any windows. Like That's my goal because it looks so easy. But in reality, it takes hard work. So great relationships, they're not turnkey. In other words, they're not just something that happens. So don't, don't be surprised that it takes work. Just because your relationship takes work does not mean that you're with the wrong person. Just because your relationships are not working right or difficult doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means that it takes hard work. That, that I believe our culture is all about, the, all about the installation initially. But the reality is, is that we need to focus more on the preservation of our relationships than we just do the installation of our relationships. Many times we spend more time thinking about the wedding than we do the marriage. We, we, we spend all of our time, we spend all of our money, all of our energy on the wedding, and the reality is, is that it's the marriage. And, and I want to say this, this series is not just for married people. At City Hills, we don't believe the pinnacle of your life. I don't believe God's Word would declare in any ways that the pinnacle of life is marriage in any way, shape, form, or fashion. There are people God called to live single lives. The Apostle Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, was that, that way. So this, I don't want to portray in any way that 
that if you're single or you're in a season of singleness, that, that you're in some kind of a, um, you know, a place where maybe one day you'll be, you know, like us. Well, some, some of us married folk, are, we're jacked up. We need God to help us, right? That's not the pinnacle of life. We need God to help us. You know, you know what it takes to fall in love? A pulse. You know what it takes to stay in love? A plan. That's right. It takes a pulse to fall in love, but it takes a plan to stay in love. So, 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 so what's the plan to stay in love? Hey, we're going to do something really cool as a church during this series. We're going to look at um, the book of Proverbs as an uh, instruction manual for life. I want to turn uh, Proverbs 1, 7, 1 verse 1. This is in your notes. It says, These are the wise sayings of Solomon, David's son, Israel's king, written so that we'll know how to live well and right. This is explaining what Proverbs is. To understand what life means and where it's going. I love this. A manual for living. Let's just take a time out and say thank you, Jesus. <laughs> that God would give us a manual for how to live. And the book of Proverbs is such a practical how-to living for life. And um, the, the, the main things that Proverbs deal with are the issues that we have in our society. Our money and our relationships. Our work, our career, all these things are dealt with in the book of Proverbs. So what we'll read on, it says this. It says, in learning what's right and just and fair. This is so cool. To teach the inexperienced the ropes. So in other words, if you're new to the faith, the book of Proverbs, studying the word, is going to give you some in understanding about how to grow. And it's going to give young people a, a grasp on reality. So if you're young, it's a great opportunity to grow. He says, but there's also something here for seasoned men and women as well. So there's no age gap. There's no age where the Bible becomes irrelevant for your life. That this is something all of us, young and old, can, can learn. It says, still a thing or two for the experience to learn. Fresh wisdom to probe and penetrate the, the rhymes and reasons of wise men and women start with God. The first step in learning is bowing down to God. So here's what we're going to do. Whenever you came in in your worship guide, there is a, the, uh, like a big bookmark in here that, that, uh, that this is yours. And what it is, is every day during this series, starting today, we're going to read a chapter from the book of Proverbs together as a church. So this, let this be a uh, let this be your daily reading if that's what i'm going to do i'm going to try to focus my whole day on one chapter and i'm going to start i'm going to read this and i'm going to check it off every day and it's simply we're going to we're going to do what god says we're going to start with god and we're going to start proverbs chapter one today and then what's really cool on the back of it for those of you that have kids or or just like to to, to memorize this this is a verse a week for your family to memorize and to study together so uh, what's, this is what my son and I do on the way to school in the mornings. We, t we pick one verse a week. I just Googled uh, at the first of the school year, uh, Bible verses kids can memorize. And it just, it's very simple Bible verses. And we, we do that every month. We start on Monday, and then by Friday I say, you got it on your own. And most Fridays he can do it. It's amazing what kids can retain. And so, so let, we're just trying to put some tools in your hands as a family so that you can take and let this kind of be your family conversation in the car let this be and and even if you don't have kids or not young kids this can be just your memory verse for the week just good good stuff to be able to look at and so we're going to try this out and just see if this we can just get god's instruction in the area of our relationships because we all need to grow up in the area of our relationships we all can mature in this area i got thinking of what uh some of the things that we 
uh, experience whenever we're kids and we first start having relationships. I found some of these pictures of some kids' love letters that they wrote. It simply says this, I love you very much. I like you as much as cake. <coughs> I love you more than anything in the world. Heart plus you equals whatever that is, boy and girl. Isn't that awesome? Here's the next one. I'm sorry that I've been chasing you out outside. If you will start to like me, I will not chase you. <laughs> That's a stalker in the making right there. <laughs> this one, it's kind of hard to read. It says, I'm angry at you and not talking to you today and tomorrow. P.S. All day. P.S.S. I still love you. This is, I love Alice. I love you even though you are much larger than Kristen. That brother is in trouble right there, right? Talking about how big the girl is. He said, Aaron, I think I love you, but I also might love another girl, just so you know, her name is Tara. <laughs> Isn't that so true? I got to think, then we kind of grow up a little bit, and I put, I put together this simple little kind of, I, I call it the teen love cycle. It, it kind of starts with, or you can start anywhere in this, but I, I just think it just d describes where we are whenever we first start loving and dating and, and caring for, or think what we call love. We have unrealistic expectations. We, we, we think it's going to be a certain way. We, you know, we, we, we think love is just going to be this certain exact thing, you know, and we saw it on TV, and we knew what it was going to be, and then, then, then we have out-of-control emotions, poor communication, preconceived ideas, self-esteem issues, and lack of responsibility. And as I was putting that list together, I thought, that looks about like adult marriage and, and relationships today. Like, we haven't grown up much from that. And, and, and we don't have help by our culture. Our culture totally sets us up for failure. I, I, I have a, just a, a, a graphic to show you of, here's, here's where we get our love expectation of what life is going to become from this and and it is so funny a lot, a lot of these i haven't seen a lot of them i have come on sleepless in seattle i grew up in a by, raised by my mom as a kid and I, we watched some sleepless in seattle you know so realistic right you know the girl you know she you know is is you know just driving you know on christmas with her fiance and you know listen to the radio and a man you know just is sharing you know his son calls in and and just talking about how his dad had lost his, you know, he had lost his mom, and his dad was sad. And then he gets on the phone, and she just says, "That's, you know, that's the man, you know, that's the one for me." And then they fall in love, and you know, uh, the wedding planner, uh, Titanic, I'll never let go. And then she lets go. There was room on that piece of wood for the both of them. Beauty and the Beast, come on, I'm going to change him. He's a beast, I'm going to change him. We're going to make him love, we're going to change him, yeah. That's what, what happens in Vegas, you know, oh, it's all, you know, it all is going to work out, you know, it's, this is 50 shades of gray, you know, people, you know, reading books, this is, this is what sexual intimacy is supposed to look like, this is, this is, this is the ideal, you know, you're, you're, you're not experiencing all that you should be or could be, and, uh, all the different things, Twilight, we're just two vampires in love, you know, we're just, just, <laughs> we 
just in love, Hunger Games, you know, it's a post-apocalyptic world, you know, there was this big fight between, you know, like we're, you know, we're going to fight each other, all the districts, but we fall in love right in the middle of, I can't kill him, I love him too much, and the notebook, oh, I can't, I'll cry talking about the notebook. There's letters. She don't get the letters. Comes back to her hometown. She's upset. They fight. They make up. They fight. They make up. He finds, she finds out about the letters. Oh, he built the house for me. We're going to die together. I wrote a notebook of all the things. I mean, this is where, this is where we get all of our relationship expectations. This is how we live. This is something, this is a new invention. I, I was kind of, uh, just, just kind of, that reality came back to my mind this week that, that my grandparents did not have the rom-com, the romantic comedy. <laughs> that, that, that this is something in, in, in our generation in, in, that we are constantly inundated with an expectation that if I could just say, it's just not reality of relationships and marriage and and because here's just here's some of the things that we're taught from our culture here's the first thing if you're taking notes simply this if if i can find the right person everything will be all right if, if we're dating in a dating relationship if i could just find the right person i'm incomplete i ordered biscuits and gravy at a restaurant here and they asked me the question they said what completes who completes you and it was they were calling out that's kind of how they do the, the thing, you know, and it's like, man, it, it hit me. It's like, you know, that's kind of, it's like, we, and everybody's like, oh, my, my this, my that, my this. And isn't that just the reality of, of how, who complete, like what, like you're incomplete without that person. That, that somebody, they're going to fix me. I got issues. I'm, I'm lonely. I, I'm, I'm upset. I have addictions. I have problems. But if I could find that right person, then I, Every, they're just going to complete. They're just going to make all of the problems go away in my life. That, that it's, it's just surreal. I mean, and, and you could probably go through every one of those movies or songs that we listen to. That it's all built on this reality, reality that if we could find the right person. And this doesn't end just when we're, when we're dating. This, this, this continues on into our married relationship because when our marriage gets hard and we face some difficult times, what do we think? I must have not married the right one. And then what do you know? The right one just happens to be right there at work or right there. And, you know, it just, we, we live with this reality. If I find the right one, I must have, because I got the wrong one, I got to find the right one. And we idolize a person, and then what happens after, we re after we've idolized them so high, and then they let us down, we demonize them. And, th and that's why we can't stand some of the people from our past. Why? Because our whole significance was built in that person, and they didn't fix us, and they let us down. It's a lie. It, and, and it leads to the next thing, is that, number two, we just need chemistry and passion. Man, whenever we met, it was just chemistry. I mean, chemistry, he, 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 he gets me, he completes me, she completes me, she's perfect, we were finishing each other's sentences, 
like everything is so perfect like we like the same music we do the same things like 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 we we're just it's just chemistry you know we're just it just sparks are flying it's chemistry nobody gets him like nobody gets me like he gets me like she gets me we're just so perfect for one another that's all you need you ask him well what's what's their kind of you know what's their walk with god like i i, I I don't, I don't know. I mean, who cares about that? We have chemistry. You know, like, we're in love. We got this. We, we have chemistry. And then it just all happens. It's just physical. You know what happens in chemistry labs, right? Explosions happen. Because <laughs> it leads to the third thing is that we need sex. We just need sex. All the brothers in the house are like, come on, pastor, what are you doing? See, our culture is just peddling sex as the need of our life. And the reality is that water is a need. Fresh air, need. Sex is a gift. It's a gift to be used in the way that God intended for it. And let me just say this. If, if you're here and maybe you're checking this church out or maybe you have kids with you or you're watching online or what, wherever you are, just know, church, we're not a shock. I'm not a shock jock kind of preacher and I'm not trying to I'm not going to be saying anything during this series that's just crude or crass or shocking but I'll say this we are in this series going to look at what God's word says about our sex and sexuality because our culture is very bold and loud about it and we're going to study what God's word says so if you have if you have young people if you have kids if you have family that needs this invite them to come over the next few weeks I promise we're I, I, was, I was praying this week. I really feel like God's going to break off some ties of some guilt and shame and some addiction throughout this series. I really feel like this is going to be a life-changing series. So let's commit to get in this and get people coming because we're going to get into what God's Word says about all of these issues. That, that, that we, we have, we have we just, so we, just, we sleep with as many people as we can. We have all these ties on our life, all these different partners. And then we find that one, the one, and then we get married, and it's just all kinds of issues. And that leads to the fourth thing, is that marriage is just full of drama. You say, well, that's just the way marriage is, right? You know, it's just married life, just supposed to be full of drama, supposed to be full, full of all kinds of issues. And, 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 and we just, we're on that line of just kind of becoming another statistic in our life. We just settle for something because we're fearful. We settle for something. And, and, and it's not God's best, and, and, and then we have issues, and then we go to God, and we try to solve an internal issue with an external reality and, and problem. And, 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 and it goes all to this situation that we're just not building our relationships correctly. We're building it like this. We're building it on, that's, that's the wink face emoji right there. We're building it on, Love, we're building it on uh, physical. We're building it on uh, sexual things. We're, we're building it on, oh, she's hot and he's handsome. And, th th man, there are all these surface external things. And, and oh, oh, they have a good job. You know, all the, just, just external just things. And we build our relationship on just that initial external reality of that person, our chemistry, our connection. Man, when we, when we held hands, I can remember the first time that I held hands with Kara. It it's like 4th of July, fireworks going off everywhere. It's just chemistry. It's just passion. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's where it's so, we're so tempted to just build our... This is why R&B music exists, everybody, right here. It's why... This is what it's all about. And then we go to 
the next thing after we have that chemistry and passion and we start building the emotional we oh we talk all night we, we, we oh he fills my just my emotional tank up and man just brings so much life and he just, we think about the same things and we dream about the same thing we, we both like the same car can you believe it it's amazing like the same music and, and we stay on the phone all night and we and then we text and we call and they're just they're there it's it's emotional it's 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 powerful we're building these emotions in our lives and at this stage we don't really know the person that we're even talking to and if I could take it a step further, they don't even know us at this stage. Why? Because at this stage, we are projecting the best version of ourselves, aren't we, right? Nobody's showing anybody their issues. In this, and psychologists would say this will last from about six months to 18 months in a relationship. And this is, you're projecting, you're projecting the best aspect of you. And then you're seeing them through the lens of all those movies and, and books and songs, you're seeing them through all that, and at this stage, love is blind. It's blind. Because you're not truly seeing the reality. And, and a lot of people get married at this stage. They get married because they're infatu- because there's chemistry, there's passion, there's infatuation. They get married at this phase. Uh, people, uh, I've counseled um, people that are getting married, and, and it's amazing. Whenever I ask them the question, why are you getting married, the answer is always the same. Because we're in love. We're in love. Like, of course you're in love. Like, that's, that's the given, right? And, and, and it, it's, it, it's, it's at this stage where most marriages take place. Or we wait till kind of the next phase. We bring them to see our friends and family. Some people just kind of go off and get married without kind of connecting with some other people or telling them, kind of bringing them into their friend group. Some people... And, and if I could say this, especially young people, and, and, and it don't it, be very weary if your relationship or your person has to separate you from the people that love you in your life. And, and when people lose their sense of self-identity and they don't ever involve other people and you don't, have, you, you don't want to talk to your parents, you don't want to talk to your pastor, you don't want to talk to people that love you. And, and, and you because here's what we do next. Sometimes we, 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 we bring the social element to our relationship. We put, we put it there, and we, we bring them to our parents and, or to our friends and family, and they're, oh, my gosh, I love her. Like, she's so amazing, you know? And then you get divorced, you're like, oh, I knew something was up with her. You know, that's... A... <laughs> or someone's like, I don't know, you know? I, I really feel like something's a little off with him. Don't you tell anything about me. Like, you, we're in love. You know, you don't know her. You don't know him. You don't know her. And, and, and this is what we do. And a lot of times we get married at this point. After we've, you know, oh, y'all are going to be just so perfect together forever. Hashtag, it's going to be so great. Everyone loves us. It's going to be so good. And then you get married at this point. But as I said, this lasts from about six months to about 18 months. And then you get another phase, another stage. That's the interpersonal or psychological phase of a relationship. Or the psycho phase to make it. The psycho, the interpersonal. This is whenever you realize who they really are. They got issues. They got issues on issues. They're crazy. You start finding out what kind of crazy they are because everybody's got a little crazy. Everybody's got some issues. 
and we start finding out what the issues are. And this is the, this is the time in marriages' lives where we, when in the life of marriage, we think, I married the wrong person. They got issues. I didn't know about their addictions. I didn't know that they didn't want to have kids. They just want to have five dogs. I don't even like dogs, and we're married, and, and it's just not working out, and I just must have married the wrong person. And at this stage, some relationship comes in our life, some friend, some emotional connection, and then we start it all over again on the wrong foundation. And, and, and we don't know this. And, and, and here's what, if I could just say this. I believe under the sound of my voice there are people that this is your this is your life right now and, and, and you're like I don't know what to do I feel like it's about to fall I don't know what's going to go on and then, and then we try to do this last thing here we come to church we say God I need you to help me I need I need you to take care of this relationship I need I, I, God I need you I, 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 need you to, I need you to really strengthen us and you try to, you're just trying to hold your relationships together and then you're just trying to throw God on the top of all of it you're like well we come to church you know, we're, we're here, we're here at church and, and, but it's not working and, and, and Jesus said this he said there's two people that built a house there's two people that built a house one house was built on a rock the other house was built on a sand, and to both houses a storm came. That there were two houses, but only one storm. And the reality is you could kind of build your life however you want to. You can kind of do whatever you want to with your life, and I can kind of stack this up, you know, however I want to, as long as a storm doesn't come to this house. And, and, and the reality is, is that you may be in a situation where you've just kind of built your life on the wrong thing if I could just as a friend encourage you to let you know the storm is on the way don't be surprised if there's a day of a financial storm of an emotional storm of a of a spiritual spiritual storm of a relational storm I saw a statistic this week that the average that, that, that the most in, a, in, the, in the course of a relationship most affairs take place while uh, uh, while a lady is pregnant wow it's a storm and sometimes in a physical relationship what is it just throughout the relationships there are storms that come and in the storm will blow this down two houses we're building it the wrong way but Jesus would simply say this if you want to be a wise builder you take my word and you make it the foundation you, you, you take a moment aside you forget about kind of how you've been building your relationships your dating relationships your expectation your marriage your all these things you just let it be you you let it tear that you tear that down in your heart or if i could say this you're a marriage that things are not going right in your marriage and situations if you could just allow god to disassemble some of these things in your life and you come over here and you allow god to do a work in your life you come over here and you let god be your foundation are you single let god be your foundation are you married let God be your foundation whatever it is a stage of life that you're in it's the same foundation that put your foundation on God 
And that's just what I wanted to tell you today. I have so much to say in this series. I told Kara last night, I just, I'm having to restrain myself from talking about a lot of these other issues because I just really feel like I have to tell somebody today before we get into tools and tips of how to have better relationships and all these things. Guys, we got to get on the right foundation. See, you start building this on, on this foundation. I got room for my wife up here with me. I got room for my two boys up here with me. But whenever you build your foundation on this, you don't, have, you, don't, you don't even have room for you. You have room for just you many times. In other words, your relationship's all about you. But whenever you allow God to be the source and the foundation of your life, you have room to be able to have a life that, that, that welcomes other people and helps other people along the way. So, 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 so here's what we do. We, 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 we build on this foundation, and then watch what we do next. It's small group Sunday. We, we take our relationships and then we put the right social inter- we, t- we put the right social interactions with us and we go to a small group and, and, and we get in relationships with people. Are we single? We, 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 we build our lives around other people. Are you dating? Do you want to get d- date someone? Date them in the course in the context of healthy relationships in the church. Don't do all of that in a way all by yourself right here and right here. Do that in the context of first with God and then get in a group. You have issues in your marriage. Make, a, make an effort before, this, before you leave this parking lot today. Go as a marriage and start building on the right foundation. Get in a group and allow God to put some right relationships in your life. And then after that, you start adding some of the interpersonal things. Because... If you're dating, you get people in a group, you start seeing who they are. You start realizing their, how they react to people, how they treat their mama, how they do all these type of things. You start seeing these realities, and then you can start saying, well, how do you manage your money? Do you have a J-O-B? Do you, like, what do you do? You, you can, as a marriage, you can start working on some of your issues together. That's why small groups are so powerful, even for married couples, because they provide a foundation for you to be able to have some conversations that deal with these in a healthy way. And then from there, this is beautiful. You've held your emotions at bay. You have them, but you've held them at bay and you've made them secondary to God, to connecting with people, to working through some issues. And then you add the emotional side of it, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. And then you get married. This is the stage in the right way and order. This is where you get married. This is a house that's built in the right way. And then God, who invented physical romance and sexuality, it fits perfect as long as it's in the rightful place in the relationship. I just want you to see this today. See, church and serving God is not about a don't quit, stop, don't quit. Just stop, stop, don't, stop, stop, stop. Like God's trying to keep something good from you. Don't look at porn because God will hate it and you'll go to hell. No, don't look, you know, don't, don't date someone who, you know, is not in the church because God, you know, he's going he's gonna to get you. No. God wants the best for you. God wants you to build a life. Two houses, one storm. This house can stand the storm because the storm's coming to both. But this house, built on God, can stand the storm. Musicians, you could come. I have two simple takeaways from this message this morning. Here's the first one. Stop trying to find the right person. 
and become the right person. Stop trying to find the right person and become the right person. If you're single, let this be your mantra for this, for this month as we're reading Proverbs, as we're studying the Word together. Let, let, let's suspend that desire, that longing to say, I have to be with somebody, I have to have another relationship. And let's just say, God, would you help me to become who you've called me to be? If you study this Bible, you won't find very much or none at all about how to find the right person. It'd be awesome if it worked that way, you know. Turn to Brandon chapter 3 and verse 3. Okay. Thou shalt marry a girl from Indiana named Kara. It's awesome. Two sons, one on the way, you know. No. Wouldn't that be cool? But if you want to open this book, it'll say a lot about how to become the right person. How to grow. How to become what God's called you to be. How to build on that foundation. And here's the second thing. This is specifically for those of us that are married in the house. Stop trying to change other people and allow God to change you. If I could say this, stop trying to change your spouse and allow God to change you. See, I feel like that's the the death loop that we get in the middle of, and especially even in church because we... We, we get all spiritual at it. Oh, God, I'm just trying to change. You know, beauty was able to change the beast. I'm going to be able to change. I'm going to be able to do it. And the reality is, and this is something I'm learning as of recent months in my life, and if I could just say it's been so freeing. I feel like God's been teaching me, Brandon, you can't change anybody. So stop trying. But I can allow God to change me. And that's all that matters. So stop trying to look at your, your friends. Stop trying to look at your spouse and say, oh, if they just do this, our marriage would be better. If they just stop this, if they just quit this, and we complain and we bicker and we argue and we fight. We can just kind of take it down and say, today, change me, God. Like, forget... Put down the, the microscope. I saw one preacher do this. We, we, we use a microscope to magnify each other's weaknesses and flaws. And the reality is we should be holding the mirror, looking at the things that we need God to change in us. I hope this helps you this morning. Let's, I just want to pray for us today. I just really feel like God wants to give some new life in this area. That, that, that today's a day where if you're if you're single if you're young if you're a young adult if you're an older single like where, wherever you are we can all man we can all let God build a fresh foundation in us if we're married if we're at that stage of life or we're emptiness like wherever we are let's just let our singular prayer be this week God do a work in my life I'm going to open up the instruction manual every day as a family, we're gonna get, we're gonna take one verse and we're gonna let it be what foundational in our lives. Words that we can build a life on. That's what we're doing. We're not building our lives on some movie we saw. God, we're building our lives on your word. In Jesus' name. Lord, I just pray right now for every person that's here under the sound of my voice. Lord, you love, you love so much with an unfailing love. 
Lord, I know the enemy wants so bad in this area to keep people bound. And I just pray in the name of Jesus, be set free today. God, let, let, let fear, let anxiety, let doubt, let all these things, God, let them fall by the wayside and let your spirit come. Holy Spirit, would you fill us fresh and new? Holy Spirit, would you fill homes and marriages and lives and singles and all of us at all the stages of our relationships? Lord, would you help us to build on the right foundation? Help us to build our lives on you. Breathe your breath of life into our relationships today in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're here today and you... There's something about this word that, that's beyond just about relationships with other people. And you say, I need a relationship with God. I need that. I've been trying to build on sexuality. I've been trying to go from partner to partner. I've been trying to do all these things. Or, You know what? I've just been trying to be religious and I'm trying to pull myself up by my own bootstraps. And I'm ready to just surrender and say, God, build my life. God, I'm ready to have a brand new start with you. I want you to build my life. Would you save me? Would you change me? I would love to pray with you today before we leave. If that's you all over the house, I just invite I just invite you to pray with me. And we're all just going to pray together all over the house. If that's you today, why don't you just say, Jesus, I need you. You're the only one that can save me. You're the only one that can change me. I give my life to you today. Would you, would you, would you fill me with your spirit? God, would you forgive me of my sins? Would you be my Lord, be my Savior, be my God, be my foundation today? In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Church, could we just give God a hand clap of praise this morning? Stand to our feet all over the house. We're going to sing this song one more time about the miracle working power of God. As we do, there are going to be some serve team down here that would love to pray with you. If you need prayer for any area of your life, any area, maybe it has to do with this message, maybe it's something completely different. Maybe you need healing in your body or you need healing in a relationship, whatever you need. I don't want anyone to leave today with a prayer need on your heart. But as we sing this song, I just invite you right where you are, respond to God or come down front because God is in this place today. Father, I pray you draw anyone who needs prayer in Jesus' name.